Hello, you are listening to episode number 19 on the Man of Class podcast, Metacognition, the Lost Art of Thinking. If you have started 2020, a new year, a new decade with New Year's resolutions, and you've started noticing yourself slipping, falling back into the old routine, then this episode might just be for you. We dig in deep onto not only thinking, but going a couple layers deeper so that hopefully you have the tools and tips so that you can get back on track in 2020 to make 2020 your best year yet. So stay tuned. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome to not only a new year, 2020, but a brand new decade. And so to kind of kick off or kickstart this year into high gear, I wanted to get into something that I know many of us struggle with. January 1, I absolutely loved it. I went around and just like soaked up all this energy from Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, every single social media site. And just the people that I was talking to, because on January 1, it was like the gloves came off and everybody was sharing what they were fed up with. Basically, this is what I'm fed up with in life. This is what I want to go after in life. And by God, I am I am dedicated. I am like burning the boats, basically, which I loved. I was like, that's awesome. I can't wait. The downside is many of us know the story kind of trickles down is January 19th, somebody actually told me today, January 19th is like national give up day or something for people who had set New Year's resolutions, which is ultimately really sad. But if you're listening to this, I know that you're not going to be one of those people. I know that you're going to maybe have times that you fluctuate or times that you may struggle, but that that you are going to be dedicated so that you actually are part of that 8% who set New Year's resolutions and actually achieve them. So that's exactly what this episode is about. In this episode, I wanna cover sort of what the heck is metacognition? Why is it important to me? And how the heck can I start applying this in my life so that 2020 will be the best year yet? So let's just jump right into it. Metacognition is a very fancy pants word for thinking about what you're thinking about, more or less like observing yourself from an outside perspective. And the best analogy that I can use with this is that we don't really know what we look like if we never look in the mirror. And that is so true for not only how we look, but also for how we show up the type of person, the words that we use, the energy that we show up with, all that stuff is so true. And so to get to like that first step of the metacognition is to really embrace and to really start to understand what it is that you're thinking about. Now, quick story, before I knew actually what this concept was for metacognition, it didn't make sense. Steve Jobs was so right when he said, your life looking forward you have no clue what's going on. But basically looking in the past, you start seeing all these different things tying together, all the different stepping stones, all the different life experiences, all the different 
interactions with people and it starts to really come together in your own mind. And so that was so true. So before I understood what this metacognition concept was, I was leading a team and I thought I was doing good. Leadership was happy. The thing, you know, the project, everything was being executed, very complicated, all the ins and outs of everything, but it, things were going great. And I was like, man, like I'm just crushing this. This is awesome. But it wasn't until somebody had told me, it's like an outside perspective. And they're like, hey, the team kind of thinks you're being a jerk. Like you're being a real ass. And I totally was hit off guard. I was like, whoa, like where, like a, like, where's that coming from? But if you've, if you spend any time with me, you know that I'm always open and always looking to be to not only better myself, but how can I better serve everybody? And so I always welcome the feedback. So when that actually came back, I was like, whoa, like totally didn't even see that. Like, that's just, it, I, I was kind of blindsided. But when, when they told me that, I was like, no way, like how, like what, what have I been saying? What have I been doing? Cause I thought, like, I thought I was doing good. Right. It was, didn't see if, if I don't know what I look like if I don't look in the mirror, but it wasn't until somebody told me like, Hey, um, you kind of better change your path here, man. People aren't really wanting to work with you. And so it was like this big piece of humble pie. And after that humble pie, I was like, man, like, do I always have to lean on everybody else in order to get feedback? Because a lot of times people don't like to give feedback because when you talk to somebody, how hard is it to tell somebody, hey, you're being a, a real jerk? Chances are people are not going to want to do that for you because they don't know how you're going to react because you that may be the last thing that just causes you to like lose your stuff, like lose your mind. And nobody wants that. So chances are they just say, no, nah, man, like everything's fine. Just, you know, you just keep being you. But in reality, like you, you need that type of feedback because you could be marching your your way right off a cliff and, and not even know one. And so I it, it was a great wake up call for me to notice that I had to start paying attention to not only just doing the task, but to dig a layer deeper and to start to understand what it was that like, what is it that I'm thinking? How am I showing up? How is this coming across? is my point getting across? Like all these questions started to like a new, it was, it was almost like a, you know, in the movies where this old piece of machinery hasn't been used for a while and it's like really rusty and cobwebs are all over the place. And all of a sudden somebody turns on the juice, somebody turns on the power and it starts to turn that gear. And that's exactly what was happening in my mind. I was like, I have no idea how I've survived life without having this awareness, but like, thank goodness things started to turn. And now it's, I, I hope that it's a, it's a well-oiled machine, but that was a big wake up call for me. So then it started me to go into the, okay, how is it that I can start getting to a place of not only thinking about what I'm doing, but thinking about the thinking about it, like going a level deeper. And so, you know, that's what all of this is really about is, is metacognition you know, the lost art of thinking. Oftentimes we get to a point where we just do things and it makes total sense that we just go through our lives and we just more or less focus on the things that we're trying to go do. You know, thinking about how to get it all done, thinking about um, whatever that it may be, thinking about the meal prep, thinking about the workout, thinking about 
date night, thinking about the deadlines at work, thinking about starting a new business, thinking about the brand, all these different things. But it's thinking about what you're thinking about, which is a really, really cool thing when you start to when you start to see it in practice. And and we're, we're going to spend a, a lot more time on this so that it's not just a, hey, metacognition is a cool thing. You should go do it. All right. Later. Peace. We're going to get a little bit more into it. And so a little bit more of the why. Because I always like to explain the why, because if you don't understand the why, then chances are you're not going to adopt it. You're going to say, okay, well, that's a cool concept, but how is that ever going to apply in my everyday life? Like what's in it for me? Why, why should I pay attention? Why should I take this on as part of my identity? And so again, going back to that, we don't know what we look like if we don't look in the mirror very equally. Another story is there was a plane that crashed on an island and every, everybody was fine. Uh, the plane went down and they, the plane crashed in this very heavy, dense forest. So there were trees all over the place. They didn't know where water was. They didn't know how close they were to civilization. They didn't even know where and how civilization even acted or, or even existed on this island. And so immediately the, the you know, eight, eight guys come out and they get their machetes and they start hacking everything down. And they're just like, just hacking in sight. They're just, they made a decision. We're going this way. Just so be it. But it wasn't until one of the people in the plane had the idea that said, we don't know where we're chopping, by the way. So I better at least figure out, do I need to go north, south, east, west? Because I could have marched my way. You know, these guys could be cutting their way right off a cliff and not even know it. So he climbs the tallest tree that he can find, looks out over and notices that the guys that have the machetes that are chopping are going in. Basically, they couldn't have picked a worse direction. And so he calls down to him. He's like, guys, like you need to you need to go this way. This way is a much shorter distance. There's actually a town there. And that's where we need to go, because the direction that you're going, you'll never get anywhere by nightfall. And again, not knowing what all was on the island, you kind of needed to make sure you were in safety. So I like to tell that story because that's a great perspective change, right? Too often we go through our life thinking about, I just need to, you know, get this done. You know, okay, I want more money in my life. Give me a plan. I'm going to execute the plan. We just create a series of plans and execute the plans over and over again. And we don't necessarily take the time to think, is a is that really the path that we want to go? So am I even going in the right direction? But is is my approach the most effective? And that's a very, very key piece because we go through life not really thinking. And oftentimes we we tend to get into autopilot. It's, it's a scary thought, but we as humans have 60 to 80,000 thoughts in a day which just is mind blowing. The first time I heard it, I was like, no freaking way. Like, are you serious? Eight, 60 to 80,000 thoughts. Like that's a crazy amount. But here's the thing that trips that up is of those 60 to 80,000 thoughts that you have in a day, 90% of those are the same thoughts that you had the day before, which is crazy because you think, okay, you know, everyone likes to think they live a life of, of wildness and, and, whatever else, but we truly are creatures of habit. We, we truly are living a lot of life on repeat. And it also helps to explain why life is so hard 
when we try to instill change because change means that I have to have different thoughts, right? If, if you go back to the very beginning, the core essence of anything that you've ever wanted in your life, go back to January 1, I'm going to lose that 15 pounds. I'm going to start exercising three times a week. I'm going to be more sensitive to my partner. I'm going to be a better father to my kids. I'm going to be an all-star at work. I'm going to get more money. Whatever the thing that you told yourself that you wanted to go after started and originated as a thought. But if those 60 to 80,000 thoughts in a day and 90% of them are over and over again, it takes a lot of hard conscious thinking. Now, the, the brain is very efficient. It tries to, and I want to say lazy, but lazy is probably not the right term. But it tries to automate everything as much as possible, which is why you, if you notice, chances are when you drove to work today or, or before you get into the car, you don't really remember all the details of the drive. You know, you got in the car, you know, maybe a song that you listened to, maybe it was a new, new song on the radio or something. And then all of a sudden you showed up at work or you go to the grocery store, same type of thing. Need to go to Kroger, need to go to Whole Foods. All of a sudden I show up. Don't even think about that whole trip. Don't even think about, did I actually put my seatbelt on, right? How, how often do we leave the house and we go, did, did I close the garage door? Did I like the house? Shoot, I don't know. I don't know if I, I know that I've done it before, but I don't know if I did it this specific time because our brain runs on autopilot. It runs in the unconscious mind because it requires a lot less energy so it, so again, the mind is trying to conserve energy. It uses a lot less energy to run an unconscious program than it does for an actual conscious program for you to consciously think through, <clears throat> which is why a lot of times when you go through something like whether it's class or, you know, a really hard test or starting a business or something that takes a lot of mental capacity, it really is draining and people go, I didn't do anything, but if you spend a lot of time thinking you, that uses a lot of energy. So the brain tries to optimize your entire life. And so it, it, once it does something a couple of times, it writes an automatic script, more or less our unconscious mind is like AI. If you think about it, artificial intelligence, because as you do things, your brain writes a program for it. It goes, okay, uh, Kroger is literally five minutes away. You got to turn left here. You got to turn right here and you got to go through two lights and then you're there. It's going to do that automatically without you having to think about it because it's, it would be a big waste of time for you to every time that you got in the car, go, OK, I need to turn left. Then I need to turn right. Then I go through two stoplights. I need to put my seatbelt on. I need to blink. I need to keep my heart beating. I need to breathe. All that stuff. It just says, no, no, no. We got bigger fish to fry. We're going to put that in the unconscious mind, which is a big help. However, it can also get into a big hindrance because depending on, again, if you've been going through life, not thinking about what you're actually thinking about, and you just are going through going, I think I need a plan. Give me a plan. I execute. Give me a plan. I execute. But you don't even, but then you don't actually have happiness at the end of it. You don't really have a good sense of what that why is. Chances are you're not actually going to be successful with it. And you may not even be successful with it after you do it a couple of days because your brain is going, God, this is a lot of work. This is a lot of work of, of consciously thinking about all this stuff. I just want to write a script. I, we've got all these scripts. Come on, you eat, you eat cheeseburgers on Monday. 
go out there and, and get yourself a cheeseburger. Come on, come on. Don't, don't rock the boat. Just, just do what we do what we've always done. And it's the, and it's the worst, it's the worst brain to have in that instance, because it knows all the deep, dark secrets that you don't tell anybody else, but yourself. So it's going to pull out and go, do you really think you're going to be that good? Do you really think that you're going to be that fit? Other people could be that fit, not you. Come on, come on, get real with yourself. Who are you trying to fool? And it tells you all these things. And that's also, so when people come out in January 1 and it's gun blazing, that's actually their conscious mind, which is really, really amazing, which is why I, I really love it because it's so motivating to hear everybody with their passions thinking in a conscious mind. But then as you go throughout the, the rest of the year, when people don't hit their goals, when people don't you know become the things that they wanted, that's their unconscious mind taking over because they may have dropped 15 pounds, but then they go back to the 15 pounds. They start exercising, going to the gym. That's why <laughs> all the people that go to the gym regularly hate this time of year because everybody jams into the gym. And then about the end of January, beginning of February, it goes down to the normal regulars again. And then life kind of goes back into homeostasis and, and life kind of goes on. But that really helps to explain why things can be so difficult for you and why taking that minute of getting to that state of metacognition is so important because if you're spending so much of your day thinking you know what you're really doing but in reality is a lot of unconscious thinking then what got you here isn't going to get you there and so what got you here all those programs have already been written. All of that optimization, all of the habits, all of the the usual, what feels comfortable, is already happening and embedded in you. And so that's why if you don't, if you're not consciously aware of that, you'll very quickly fall back into your daily habits and daily routines. And then you'll get frustrated at yourself because you're like, oh, I, you know, I start out this year with such high hopes, but yet here I am not doing anything. And oftentimes, again, if you don't have that key, if you don't really understand that linchpin of what is really standing in the way of you actually getting what you want, then you just chalk it up as this is too difficult. Okay, you see, you see, this wasn't for us. I wasn't meant to lose these 15 pounds. I wasn't meant to, you know, be that, you know, that shredded guy or, or a better spouse to my wife. Like I'm just this, this is, I am what I am type deal. And that's that's kind of generally what I see happening in a lot of people. So then if we get into the how, how do we start to implement this? Because maybe at this point you're saying, okay, Eric, I understand this whole metacognition thing. It's not just thinking about what I'm doing, but I got to start thinking about thinking about what I'm doing. But how do I go and do that? What are some real life examples that, that we can get into? The first step is really feedback, to be honest. I mean, just just going back to that earlier story where I had talked about getting the feedback of saying, hey, I was really crappy. I wasn't treating people right when I was working with them. And although they didn't ever step up and say, hey, you're being a real jerk to me, like I don't appreciate it. Getting that feedback, whether it's from those people or whether it's from outside perspectives, can be a big helping hand because you can start 
again, when you were in that situation, you looked through the lens of I'm doing the best that I'm, I, you know, I'm doing a great job, but you may not have looked at it through the lens of, but what is that? Is that exactly the type of person that I want to show up as? Or am I just sacrificing short-term goals for, or am I, sorry, sacrificing long-term of who I am, my identity for a short-term goal? I'm not really living my life authentically and I'm really living, you know, a disauthentic life. So the first thing is just start getting feedback, getting different perspectives, but, but you got to be okay with that. And that's where we get into not taking things personally. Personally is an attack on, we feel attacked when somebody brings up something hard that we feel attacked because we don't want to believe that we could be that way. For example, if you think that you're a really nice and polite person and somebody calls you rude, and, and, and being polite is a very important thing to you, it may set you off the handle. Because again, you're like, no, like that doesn't compute. That doesn't make sense to me. The way I looked at that situation, I was polite. I was happy. I was that type of person. And then you get feedback that says, no, nah, man, like that's not, that's not how you came across. And so we, we start to think there's a, a, a fear that sets in that fear then turns to anger of I'm not my identity. The very thing that I'm trying to get to may not actually be how it's coming across. And so that fear is Oh my God, people are going to see me for who I really am. Or maybe people saw a side of me that I don't want them to see, or I don't want to believe them because I'm so certain in my own mind that I am very polite, that there can't be any other interpretation of that. Like that is just gospel truth. And oftentimes that's where we get into trouble because that fear then propagates into fear. I'm sorry, the fear then propagates into anger. And that anger can then be tripped into retaliation, can then be tripped into denial. I don't think that. I think they're full of it. I think they're full of crap. I think they're trying to hate on me. Haters are going to hate. And and don't get me wrong. There are haters out there and haters will hate and that's fine. But be aware and be open to change. Be aware and open to say, again, what got me here isn't going to get me there. Getting the mindset and doing everything that you've done in the past got you to where you are today. So congratulate yourself because where you are today is a wonderful place. But if you're looking for something more in 2020, or you're looking in this, you know, this can be true for 2020, it can be 2021, it could be for any year, it doesn't matter. Any goal at any time, if there's something that you want that you don't currently have, it's going to require something different from you. And being open and aware of what that means to you can be liberating. And so that's the biggest thing is, is ask for feedback, but also come with a piece of, you know, that empty cup mindset. There was a story that was shared with me where this uh, high businessman wanted to go to uh, seek out consult from a yoga or a yogi 
So he travels over there and he goes to the yogi and he says, you know, I've done all this work. I've done this. I've done that. And, and the yogi brings a cup and brings some tea over. And he starts pouring the tea. And the guy is just talking about all the stuff that he's done. He's like, you know, I've read this book. I've read that book. I've done this expert. I'm that expert. You know, I've talked to all these experts. Um, I even taught people. So like, I'm an even better expert and just like all the stuff, right? All the, he's trying to, to validate to the yogi that he's, that he's smart. He's intelligent. He's, he's proclaimed all this other stuff. The yogi continues to keep filling up the tea until the tea starts to overflow. And the business guy goes, whoa, 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 yogi, yogi. Hey, hey, you're like, are you losing it? Like, are you, are you having a heart attack? Like what's going on? You're, you're just spilling tea all over the place. Like tea is now running over the cup, onto the table, off the table, onto the floor, just a massive mess. And it really got the guy's attention. And the yogi says, if your cup is so full, then there's no room for anything new. And that's a very powerful message. Because if we always come from a, ah, but I already know that. I already, you know, I've, I've heard that before. I know that. I don't need that piece of information then you'll never allow, right? It gets to that, what got you here won't get you there. You're already here. And if you're here and that's all that you want to be, like that's fine and, and dandy, that's that's perfect, then, then don't even listen to all this podcast. But chances are you're listening to this podcast because you want something more. You want something more. You want something that you don't yet have today. More money, more happiness, less depression, less sadness, more success, more time energy, all these different things, and it requires something different. So when you ask for feedback, make sure you have an open cup. Make sure you think about that open, you know, that hollow, you know, empty cup versus a full cup. And if you start telling people, no, you're wrong, like I was polite in this, or I, I wasn't a jerk in this or, or whatever that it was, you know, I handled this situation perfectly. Well, then just be aware that you're, you're making a mess all over. The tea is going all over the place and, and you may not be able to get to that next phase. You may not be able to get to what it is that you're really trying to get to. Then the next thing, right? So once you start getting into the feedback piece of it, you say, okay, I want to get feedback. I want to start, you know, getting, getting some understanding, getting to a level of understanding of not only just thinking about what I'm doing, but thinking about what I'm thinking about. That then goes into how did I show up? Let's say you're in a meeting. Let's say you're an investor call. Let's say you're you're with a conversation with your wife, your partner, uh, out at a social setting with your kids. How do I show up here? Or ask them, right? If if you want even real time feedback, you you have a meeting. You say, "How did I show up here? How could I have been better, maybe?" Because these are all types of things. These are all types of questions that will get you the answers that you seek. You got to be open to them. That's the trick. That's the catch. You got to be open to them. But how did you show up? And, and is it how you wanted to show up? And it's one thing to say, you know, some people take this out of context and they say, oh, you know, you just can't be lovey-dovey all the time and free-spirited and, and whatever else. Like, you know, sometimes business has to take action. Listen, if if what the team needs at that point or what the what your business partner needs is some tough love and some truth, then then that's OK. And know that that's how that's how you want you're choosing to show up because it's trying to get to a certain purpose. 
But if you're just being a jerk to, for mainly just to be a jerk, then that's, that's not, again, that's not going to get you to where you're going to want to get to. There's only so many people have a tolerance for being a jerk. And there's a, there's a difference between having tough love and telling somebody maybe, Hey, this is a tough message that I'm trying to tell you, but your performance is inadequate or what you're doing just isn't. I, I think there's more inside you to give to this project is a very different statement than can you stop, you know, messing up or, or how could you let this happen or why, you know, blame and, and anger and, and distortion. There's a very difference there. And so again, be just aware of how you show up on all this stuff because how you show up is going to dictate the world around you. The world inside reflects the world out outside. It says the original saying is the world within reflects the world without, but it the, just saying like the whole world without is just weird to me because it without to me is without not like thinking of it as an outside world. So I always hesitate when I say that because it's just weird to me. To me, it's, it's the outside world of, of your reality of what it is that you're living. And the last piece of advice that I've got or last piece of thinking on just implementation of the how it kind of goes back to, again, having that empty cup, but just taking ownership and not blaming others. Because blaming others, if you ask somebody for feedback or you try to improve yourself and it's not and you blame them, <laughs> what what incentive are they going to have to tell you the next time? So really think about not only what you're doing in a day, but think about the thinking about it, having that metacognition. Did I say in this instance, did I show up how I wanted to show up? Was I maybe too harsh? Did I say something that was not called for? Maybe it was inappropriate. Maybe I had some anger and I just let it go. You know, verbally, I verbally abused somebody and okay, that wasn't, that wasn't who you really are. It may have been how you showed up in that instance, but that's not who you're trying to be. That's not what's going to get you that next job promotion or talking to your wife and having a blow up and ends up in just a massive argument where you guys don't speak for a day or two very easily could have changed in your approach. And if you came from a place of love, how might that change? Instead of coming from a place of anger or resentment or frustration, if you came from a place of love, how would you have acted differently? And so it's those types of thinking that what you're thinking about when you're acting and saying and having those actions or those emotions of like what you're feeling that is more telling and that can shed a lot of insight and have a lot of clarity for you as you just think of getting into 2020 maybe you're you're already starting to fall off that wagon of of health benefits or making more money or starting a business or a side hustle or whatever that it is that this is a, a good tool that you can go back to and just say hey maybe it's time for me to start thinking about how i'm showing up in this because something needs to change so that I can move to that next level so that I can change and make sure that that change becomes a new habit and that new habit then leads to the results. So with that, I'll end here, but I'll, I'd love to hear your guys' feedback. If you're listening to this, make sure to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag me in it at Eric Yusko. 
um, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever that it may be, just to let me know that you're listening to it and, and let me know what key insights that you've taken away from it. Because the biggest thing that I want to give people are the tips, the tricks, the the mindset, the the whole thing in order to build out a life by design. Knowing that you can create a life that you want instead of feeling at effect or having other people dictate the life that you should live. So with that, I hope you guys have a great, wonderful rest of your day. And until next time, enjoy. Enjoy.